This is Illinois in Focus. For Illinois News Network, I'm Greg Bishop. Coming up, we'll look ahead to next week when lawmakers come back with less than three weeks before the deadline to pass a budget and other bills with simple majorities. And we'll also get commentary from Illinois News Network publisher Chris Krug and executive editor Dan McCaleb about a revenue windfall, Democrats still talking tax increases, and a progressive income tax stalling in the Illinois House. But first, here are some of the top stories from the past week. With 16 legislative days left before the end of spring session, Illinois' leading House Republican is urging legislative leaders to meet to talk about the budget. Next day, budget begins July 1st. House Minority Leader Jim Durkin said the four legislative leaders haven't met to talk about it since April 11th. House Majority Leader Greg Harris said they'll meet again, but didn't say when. They usually get together when major policy issues need to get decided. Right now, the working groups of the members are working through a lot of the details. Durkin said he's glad working groups are meeting, but says the leaders need to meet more. They have their majorities. We know that. If they want to go it on their uh, alone, that's fine. But we have something to add. We have votes. We've got good ideas. The budget could be up to $39 billion in state spending. That's with more than a billion dollars in additional revenue from various tax and fee increases proposed by Governor J.B. Pritzker. Durkin said with the $1.5 billion more revenue than expected last month, the tax increases aren't needed. Credit rating agency Fitch Thursday reacted to the news. That's Illinois state government got nearly $1.5 billion more from taxpayers in April than expected and said the sustainability of the surprise is uncertain but will be critical in assessing how much this helps address Illinois' structural budget gap for the coming year. Budget working groups hashing out details include State Representative Robert Martwick, who said it's not pretty. We're showing what that budget's going to look like, and to be fair, it's awful. I mean, it is cuts to things that that cannot withstand further cuts. But Republican State Representative Dan Brady said it can be done. In the higher ed working group, that scenario played out, and we were able to do it. And so we can do it, and that was without raising taxes. That was about a 6% cut, so it can be done. The next fiscal year begins July 1st. Lawmakers canceled Friday's session. Both chambers are off Monday. They're back Tuesday with less than three weeks before the May 31st deadline. Illinois' comptroller is urging caution about that $1.5 billion extra the state got from taxpayers last month as taxes were being filed. Comptroller Susana Mendoza said the unexpected money could be from a variety of things. Part of it, of course, will be because certain, um, quite a few Illinoisans uh, withheld less from their paychecks than they should have. So um, that's one of the potential um, reasons why. Also, the market has been performing incredibly well. Mendoza cautioned lawmakers and the governor to think of the money as a one-time occurrence and to instead focus on paying down the state's backlog bills. House Minority Leader Jim Durkin said Illinois is feeling the growth of the national economy, but the state could be reaping more. We're benefiting from things that have happened in Washington, but we have said over and over again there's more we need to do to be able to help growth in Illinois, and those are pro-business types of reforms. Durkin said changes in Illinois' regulations are needed to attract more economic activity. Ultimately, he said the unexpected revenue means there's no need for new taxes. There's no need to talk about raising taxes on bags, cigarettes, businesses or the middle class. And there is certainly no reason to be even considering a graduated tax now. Mendoza said Illinois isn't out of the woods yet. We still owe six and a half billion dollars to businesses across the state of Illinois. Um, That bill backlog is not accounted for in the budgets that are being considered. 
In a letter to lawmakers, House Majority Leader Greg Harris said the unexpected revenue would address most of the budget shortfall, and the governor's looking to use the surplus to pay pensions at statutorily required levels instead of a proposed pension holiday that drew widespread criticism. All Republicans oppose a progressive tax. Democrats need nearly all their members on board, but there's a rift with House Democrats about whether the state should ask voters to change the Constitution's flat income tax to a structure with higher rates for higher earners. The Senate sent over its package with the progressive income tax amendments, tax rates, a limited property tax freeze, and the repeal of the state tax. It was going to be brought up in committee this week in the House, but wasn't. Democratic State Representative Mike Zaleski said it's hard telling when that'll happen. I um, think that members, as you can see, still have a lot of discomfort, um, but we're getting them, some of them in a better place. Some of them are sort of starting to say, I'm not just going to be able to be for this. So the when is harder question than the what. Democratic State Representative Sam Yingling said Illinois' taxing structure needs to be updated, but that can't be done without addressing the state's high property taxes. People are literally being forced out of their homes and out of the state as a result of our runaway property tax system, and that absolutely has to be part of any debate surrounding a, quote, fair tax. Yingling said the conversation feels rushed. This should not be rushed. This should not be shoved through the House. The House needs time to deliberate and talk about this, go back to their constituents, and have an honest, open dialogue with the public about what type of tax structure they want in the state. Even if it is passed, the question for voters wouldn't be in front of voters until the November 2020 ballots. And lawmakers, they could still debate it through the fall and in the early next spring. Zaleski said Governor J.B. Pritzker wants it passed this spring. If we don't act on it, I think it'll be something that um, will be perceived by the administration as not having accomplished their goal. So I think everyone's focused on trying to do it by May 31st. House Republicans united in opposition to the progressive tax. They're back Tuesday. Despite the growing national economy, bolstering state revenue and investment returns, Illinois' pension liabilities are still growing. Cole Lauterbach has that story. The report from the Commission on Government Forecasting and Accountability shows the total liabilities of Illinois' statewide pension debt growing to an estimated $136.8 billion by next month. That's grown by nearly $3 billion from an estimate in 2018. Actuary and pension expert Mary Pat Campbell says the figure is a sum of a number of estimations that can be used to minimize the severity of the debt. But one thing is certain, the state is risking a real crisis if the economy goes south. I mean, what if the, the assets fall 25%? The state would have to put nearly half of its annual budget into pensions to pay the actuarially required contributions for all of their pensions. That's according to a report from J.P. Morgan Chase. Illinois has 40% of what it needs to pay the expected cost to retirees. The way Illinois' pension debt is measured requires estimating future earnings as well as costs linked to the lives of public retirees. The stock market growth sends the debt down, for instance. In spite of that, in Illinois' higher-than-ever projected budget, the Commission on Government Forecasting and Accountability says the state's pension debt will grow to $136.8 billion next month. Actuary and pension expert Mary Pat Campbell says the state's been paying less than the minimum amount for years, putting other spending ahead of the looming debt. They are implicitly putting it on future generations. She says Illinois is risking a financial death spiral in the event of an economic downturn, having only to pay what's due. Governor J.B. Pritzker has proposed restructuring the state's pension payment schedule to pay less now and reach better funding at a later date. I'm Cole Lauterbach. There are competing proposals at the state house to increase how much motorists in Illinois filling up their tanks will pay in taxes at the pump, but the association representing the owners of those pumps says there's no need for a gas tax hike. 
One proposal from State Senator Martin Sandoval would increase the gas tax by 25 cents per gallon and tie it to inflation every year. It would also increase vehicle registration fees. Combined, they would increase taxes by $2.4 billion. Illinois Petroleum Marketers Association President Bill Fleischley said the state already gets $4 billion in revenue from gas taxes through federal and state sources. Look at the money that's being been raised and being raised and maybe appropriated to it where it's supposed to go, and that's what roads for Illinois. Fleischley said taxpayers can learn more at tankthetax.org. Mark Polis with Operating Engineers Local 150 supports Sandoval's bill and said more gas tax revenue is needed. It's just not enough money. It never has been enough money. We have a massive backlog of deferred maintenance. So we have to fund that system. The House measure, similar to Sandoval's bill, passed out of committee Thursday and could be considered by the full House when they return Tuesday. Illinois Chamber of Commerce Executive Director of the Infrastructure Council, Rebecca Mason, said their organization's proposal would increase the state gas tax by 15 cents and transfer the sales tax to motor fuel tax over time. The measure also includes various fee increases. Mason said with additional wear and tear on vehicles from bad roads, expenses are growing for drivers. And so we're looking at this as an investment. And so not only do you spend less, hopefully, in the long run, but you also get to work, school faster, spend more time with your family. Mason said their plan would raise $2 billion annually, but Fleischley said Illinois drivers are already paying enough. That's four, over $4 billion. That, that's enough. Enough is enough. We ought to tank this tax. Yep, another bill allows local governments to tack on up to $0.03 cents a gallon. It would be on top of the state and the federal government's tax. The federal government's also looking at increasing its motor fuel taxes. And the Illinois Senate wants to add more people to the list of students who can ask for state help paying for college. Benjamin Yant has more. Right now, Illinois students who are in this country illegally and transgender students who don't register for selective service are banned from applying for an Illinois MAP grant. That could soon change. The Illinois Senate voted to add both groups to the list of people who can ask for state aid. State Senator Omar Aquino says it's about fairness. These students are Illinois students. They're not undocumented students or whatever sort of definition or how you want to define them. They are Illinois students. We already put an investment and a commitment to them at the K-12 through system. But some lawmakers say it's unfair to the students who follow the rules to dilute the amount of MAP money that's available in Illinois. The plan, like Republican Senator Jim Oberweiss, say it's unfair to students to water down the help they're getting. That means that if we're going to add new people uh, who are not citizens and give them some of the MAP funding, that means we're taking away that funding from other legal citizens. So does that seem fair? Supporters say these students are Illinois students, so they should be able to get Illinois help. The plan's already passed the House and heads next to Governor J.B. Pritzker's desk. I'm Benjamin Yacht. Those are the top stories of the week. Find more online at ilnews.org. Coming up for Illinois in Focus, commentary from Illinois News Network publisher Chris Krug and executive editor Dan McCaleb. This is Illinois in Focus. For Illinois News Network, I'm Greg Bishop. And welcome back to Illinois in Focus Crosstalk segment. Chris Krug, publisher of the Illinois News Network, joined today by Dan McCaleb, executive editor of INN. Dan, what's going on? Hey, winding down from a busy week. Yeah, yeah, that's that's your story all the time. You're always busy. Why are you so busy? What's going on, man? You doing stuff? 
the folks in Springfield keep us on our toes. <laughs> yeah, lots to talk about. So how about this? You know, it's like I, one of my favorite experiences in life is like when I put a suit on, you know, that I haven't worn for a while and I reach in the pocket and I find like a, you know, like a $10 bill or a $20 bill or something like that. It's never more than that. Um, the state of Illinois looked in its pocket and found an extra $1.5 billion uh, in revenue. And that's probably better than finding $20 in your suit. Uh, what are they going to do with this money? What's the deal here? Yeah, a rare bit of good news for the state of Illinois. Uh, that was unexpected. But um, in part because of uh, federal tax reform from uh, 2017, in part because sales – uh, consumer sales were up, and so the sales te- tax collections were up uh, by 7% and some other things. That $1.5 billion is is going to wipe out pretty much the entirety of um, a $1.6 billion de- budget deficit from this year. Governor J.B. Pritzker, whose budget for next fiscal year included um, pushing pension payments down the road once again, well, he said with this windfall, we he won't do that. So that, that's a bit, slight bit of good news for pensions. Of course, um, uh, COGFA came out this week and said by next month they're going to be underfunded by $137 billion. So that keeps increasing. But What's $137 billion among friends? You know, I mean, that's, can't, we just, uh, can't we just work that out? Hey, tell me about this, the gas tax and where we are with this. I mean, uh, the number that I heard most recently was that they're looking for an increase that was going to net out at about – billion in a fiscal year. That's not the number that we started with. That number has actually increased in spite of what I just said with regard to this windfall of cash. What's the deal? Yeah. So despite the booming national economy and um, uh, good jobs numbers and, and, you know, there's $1.5 billion revenue uh, uh, windfall, Democratic lawmakers in Springfield are still proposing major tax increases. Gas tax was introduced, uh, a bill was introduced this week. It's not just a gas tax, but that's a significant part of it. Um, currently, we Illinois motorists pay 19 cents a gallon at the gas pump in state, t- state gas taxes. That does not include federal gas taxes. Well, the, the new plan would increase it by 25 cents, so the state portion of the gas tax would increase by 44 cents, or 244 cents, excuse me. Mm-hmm. So that's one part of the plan. Lawmakers also want to double the driver's li- annual driver's license fee to sixty dollars from thirty dollars, and raise the vehicle registration fee to one hundred and forty-eight dollars from ninety-eight dollars. Mm-hmm. All of this would raise, as you said, two point four billion dollars annually. To that would go towards, if it's approved, uh, t- towards the road construction uh, programs. Okay. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, that's, that, uh, that's, uh, that's awesome. I mean, that seems like a lot of money. I mean, uh, I thought from a road construction project standpoint, uh, what about the lockbox? Isn't, isn't our road construction money supposed to be in the lockbox? <laughs> yeah, voters passed a constitutional amendment a, a few years ago to lock all all taxes and fees tied to driving essentially to be used for this road construction. Where is that money going? I don't know. I don't know. Of course, the $2.4 billion in gas and, and, and motor vehicle fee uh, increases is just one of the tax hikes that lawmakers in Springfield are considering. Mm. 
don't forget the governor's uh, progressive tax, and maybe this is a good uh, good time to segment and talk about that. So, the, you know, I, I really think that there was, you know, a lot of people who thought that, okay, you know, J.B. Pritzker, you know, he rolled in the in the election. He completely wiped out Bruce Rauner. So you got the, you know, you get the trifecta in the state. You got a Democrat in the in the governor's mansion. You got a, a Democrat over the House who's been there, you know, since uh, you and I were in uh, short pants. And then you got a Democrat in the Senate. And that th- this would be just a cakewalk. I keep hearing from different people in different spaces, and Chicago people and Springfield people, people from around the state who are kind of tied in, you know, with what's going on uh, inside the ball game, that. Mike Madigan, Speaker of the House, is wearing Governor J.B. Pritzker out and is just not going along for the ride. You had a couple more Democrats that peeled off. The governor effectively bought off uh, one of the people, one of the Democrats who wasn't who was going to go against him uh, and gave him a state job. Uh, it is not looking like this progressive tax uh, is going to make it through the House. So what's the what's the deal, man? What's going on here? You know what's going on? Lawmakers are hearing from their constituents who have who are overtaxed and have been overtaxed for decades. Uh, we just talked about the gas tax, which would increase taxes by two point four billion dollars. Pritzker's plan to change the state's constitution to a progressive uh, tax would raise uh, about close to another four billion dollars. People are taxed out. And they're starting to talk to their, their uh, lawmakers about it. So, yeah, um, a couple of uh, Democrats in, in the House, in Mike Madigan's House, announced this week um, that they do not support uh, the plan um, as proposed, in part because there's no property tax relief tied to it. Mm-hmm. Illinois paid the second highest property taxes uh, in the country. Thousands of people leave the state every year, because, in part because they can't afford the taxes here. So it's about time uh, the taxpayers uh, told their representatives in Springfield that they've had enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my tax bill actually just landed in the mail this week, and you know it's uh, it's it's scary. There's just too many numbers on there. They <laughs> 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 no, just need to cut a couple numbers off of that thing, and I think every, it would it would be fine. Too uh, many, you know, too many zeros, but also too many line items because there's too many government. Yeah. Yeah, the I mean, if I wanted to spend four thousand dollars a year to send my kid to grade school, I'd send him to I'd send him to private school. <laughs> you know, I guess. So anyway, um, you know, speaking of schools, there's an interesting piece of legislation that came out this week regarding um, benefits for undocumented students, students who are non-residents. So I guess you know, just they're illegal immigrants. Um, that would that would act that would allow them to access uh, money for college. So uh, there's also another piece of that that would that would allow transgender students who have not registered for selective service to access uh, dollars for college. I, I don't really care about that that part. You know, whatever your gender is, <laughs> I don't care. Selective service, I, I honestly, I don't care. The idea of, of giving people who aren't who aren't residents uh, of the uh, of the state or or have naturalized to the United States dollars to go to college uh, when you're 138 billion dollars or whatever the number is now in in debt as a state doesn't seem like a great investment. It doesn't even seem like an appropriate consideration. Tell me I'm wrong. I guess. 
you're not wrong. And that $137 billion, that's just pension debt. That doesn't include retiree um, health care, the unpaid, the $9 billion in unpaid bills we have and, and the budget deficit. Yeah, so there's not enough money to send lower in uh, to give provide their called it's called the MAP grant program. Yeah. Um, and what it does, it, al- it allows the state to help lower income families send their students um, uh, to college. There's not enough money for Illinois residents who are U.S. citizens. Why would we, why would we be expanding it to to uh, illegal immigrants who are in the state? I, it just it makes no. It's just it's more of the same um, coming out of Springfield, wanting to spend other people's money on things we simply can't afford. Yeah, I don't get it. And I mean, and, and and talk about spending money on things that we that we can't afford. I just feel for all those small business owners on this changing table story that that there's legislation on its way in Springfield to mandate that changing tables are put into men's rooms. I mean, is it uh, so if you and I are like, uh, you know, heading over to the massage parlor or the strip club uh, or, you know, just heading out for a night uh, at the club, we have to make sure that there's a changing table in there because that's what we need, right? Well, in, in this proposed legislation, there are exceptions for businesses that don't allow um, folks underneath the age of 18 um, to not uh, have to put in the changing tables. Well, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, let's you know, let's 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 stick it to everybody. Let's be fair, right? I mean, we're all about fairness. You know, the- stick it to everybody. The intentions behind uh, legislation like this are, are, are probably good. New parents um, want to have a place where they can um, change their infant in, that's in sanitary conditions or whatever. But it's another uh, unfunded mandate on businesses that, that Springfield, year in and year out, they pass more pieces of legislation that, like this that makes the state less business friendly and, and hurts jobs. Yeah, I just, I just don't get it. I'm, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. But then again, I mean, you know, when government starts telling business what to do, how to do it, when to do it, where to do it, I start to lose interest. So, I mean, if you're a small business owner out there and you're listening today, uh, either on Illinois Radio Network or, or uh, on the, one of your favorite podcast channels, I, I, I feel your pain. And so we'll, we'll continue to follow this and, and some of the other stories that just uh, seek to make business owners even slightly more insane uh, here in the state of Illinois. Dan, I think we've reached the uh, the end of our, our time together today. I, I feel sad about that. We got some pretty cool things coming in the week ahead. Uh, we're going to mix it up a little bit on this podcast. We're going to uh, do some things that we haven't done before. And uh, I look forward to sharing that with, uh, with the audience next week. So keep that under your hat. It's going to be another fun week next week. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, For Dan McHale, this has been Chris Krug. Let's kick it over to Illinois News Network's Greg Bishop for a look at what we'll be working on in the week ahead. Next week, lawmakers will have a lot on Governor J.B. Pritzker's agenda to take up when they return to finish out the month. There's still no movements on a measure to legalize cannabis. There are competing proposals for legalizing sports betting and progressive income tax constitutional amendment is stalled at the House. This has been Illinois in Focus. Find more online at ilnews.org. For Illinois News Network, I'm Greg Bishop.